When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Live from Estopan All In. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast, powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome to the Bamos Morados Podcast on the State of Louisville Podcast Network. I am Zach, and I I'm back with my bunny Benton again this week. I'm back. Thanks for uh thanks for running things without me and I appreciate Christy stepping in. Uh, he did a great Road job. Dog out lot, I had a lot of fun listening to that one. So, uh, but yeah, I'm back and I'm ready to to talk about some soccer. But before we do that, Zach, I got to hear what you're into this week. Oh, all right. So you listened last week. I'm still into the spooky season this week. We went, uh, we went pumpkin picking over the weekend. I watched more spooky movies over the week. It's uh, it's been, I didn't do this on purpose, but it's been a very 80s Halloween uh, movie-wise. Watched, I guess, the high, we watched uh, Ghostbusters and Creepshow and uh, Halloween 3, which that's that's my what I'm into this week. That, uh, this is the first time I've seen Halloween 3, and it is underappreciated. That was quite good. It's like the, it was a huge flop. It was a giant bomb when it came out. It's weird. I like it. There's an evil company uh that they steal stonehenge in it uh it's 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 kind of it's pretty out there says it like ultra like campy hey no it's it's very like i don't know because it's got the john carpenter soundtrack like the it's very it's very subdued it very like it's early 80s it feels yeah uh it's kind of like thriller vibes because they're investigating like what this weird company is doing it's good it's very it's a very unique movie uh, yeah, the Halloween movies are very confusing. Series. They made the first Halloween, which is like Michael Myers stabs pe- stabs teenagers, uh, and then that was a big success. So they made Halloween two, which is like Michael Myers stabs teenagers again. Just it's just the first movie again. Uh, and then for the third one, they were like, I know we already made a direct sequel to number one, but we've decided now that we're going to turn this into an anthology series where they're all just different movies based around Halloween. So this is going to be unrelated to the first two in in, in any way. And uh, people didn't understand it, and it was a huge flop. And so for the fourth one, they just went back to Michael Myers stabbing teenagers again. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen any of those. I'm not really, I don't really do many, like, I don't do too many of the, of the horror movies, but uh, I'm glad you're enjoying this. I, I can't appreciate the... Uh the 80s nature of the movies i i I do appreciate that 
I mean, Ghostbusters is solid. I could always throw Ghostbusters on. Yeah, that's that was that was one of my favorites as a kid. And I guess I guess speaking of when I was a kid, one of my one of my all-time favorite movies, I guess even outside of the Halloween season was Nightmare Before Christmas. I was kind of a weird kid. <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite Christmas movies. I can't watch that now because that's on the Christmas list. Oh, that's a you say you, you categorize it as Christmas? Yes, because it is a Christmas movie. I can't think it can go either way. It's both. It's, like it's a little season. both. It's a little yeah. A, little B. Yeah. Q4. But, uh, the main story revolves around Christmas. Halloween is right. over like five minutes into the movie. Right. But it's like all like dark Halloween esque. So, yeah. uh, what are you into this week, Ben? Um, well, I um I got a few new uh new video games to play. I'm in the mood for like games in which you swing big ass swords around and stuff. So I got the uh I got two different games. Um I got For Honor, which is just kind of like really like this detail like combat like like man on man combat game that I've played with a little bit. And then I just got this in the mail um today. I want to try out the Dark Souls series, which for those of you listening not familiar with it, they're a notoriously hard game, just a kind of really uh just oh, like it's been gonna grim get and good. gritty and dark um, kind of story like set, situated and whatnot. So we will see how I fare doing that. I, I don't imagine well, but I'm going to give it the good old college try. Isn't For Honor like the the realistic sword fighting sim where basically you get hit once and you're dead? <laughs> um, yeah, I've only gotten done some of the tutorial stuff, but yeah, it's like it's it's not so much like you just press like X or something to slash, like, yeah, like have to position yourself and, and, and you can do a bunch of different types of attacks and pairing and dodges and whatnot. So it's, it's more, more intricate. It was pretty cheap. So I'm like, Oh, I'll give it a try. Like, yeah. this is the vibe I want to go for. This very much fits like fits in that mold. Nice. So eager to play those because soccer season is going to be winding down here soon. I'm going to find to have, myself we're about to have a lot time of free time playing. to play some video games. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm gearing up for that that change in my life, but although maybe less free time than we thought we would have last week, maybe, maybe, maybe. we will talk about that. Why with our Saying great pivot to racing, the racing stuff, talk about them first. We go chronologically. So, Zach, do you want, do you want to kick us off? Well, I guess what were your overall thoughts of racing's gigantic win over Orlando? Boy, that was quite the mood swing for me. Because I was furious. I have never walked out of a soccer game, and I, I like going going down two goals. I was ready to leave that stadium. I, it's probably like the maddest I've been <laughs> all season because it was absolutely like a must win. Draw does them no good. Loss or draw, they're eliminated. Uh, again at home against a very winnable team, Orlando, and. I won. I was just, were you there in person? It was. That whole VAR review was very confusing in person. Cause like, I wasn't even sure what play they were reviewing. And it happened so long before they did the review that I, I forgot it had happened. Uh, and then because we can see over the ref's shoulder, uh, I, I like got to watch the comedy of him walking up to the screen and then standing on the, there in front of the screensaver for like a solid minute before they could actually get the footage up to review. Now are you going to share your, your revelation during that game? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I finally had a Mandela effect moment. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure I switched universes because uh, I the like walked in, sat down at my seats, looked over. It was like, oh, they got bar review screens down on the field now, and uh, like noticed it immediately. Uh, and then like when the ref was doing the review, I, I can see the screen from my seat. So I was watching the screen and then you told me that those have been there all season and somehow I have missed it all season. Uh, and, uh, I think that that is incorrect and I think I'm right. And, and that I was in the universe where they didn't have the bar screens before this week. I mean, I, I saw them early in the season. I remember I was, I was keeping an eye out for them because I knew about the implementation. And yeah, I didn't say you were in that universe. <laughs> you universe first hopping then. But yeah, um, I thought that was hilarious. You're talking to me. I was like, did you know they put those in? I'm like, dude, this has been there the entire season. I mean, in your defense, they're not We like have not gotten very many interviews at home, have we? No, I think there's been like one or two. I really don't yeah. think it's been much. But like, it's not, I mean, they're not like, incredibly like obvious but like they they've been consistently in the in the same spots on on each end yeah so, completely but, missed uh, that summer. but to, but to your point about that <laughs> uh, i did think it's pretty funny he walks up the screen he's just staring at that var logo for like a minute just the Lord. Like, an, like an npc video game character is like walking up and doing his pre-programmed script and just standing there just waiting it's funny he was trying to play it off like he was actually looking at something too <laughs> I thought it was funny because apparently me and Nadia had the same thought at the same time because while he was doing that, because he just stared at the screensaver for a minute and we had time to think, I was like, is there anything keeping players from just like watching the video over his shoulder? And then the moment I had that thought, Nadia starts like inching her way over behind him and like getting up on her tiptoes and looking at the screen. Uh but anyway, I I went back and checked the video, and it was over a full minute of game time had elapsed before they went back and reviewed that call. So we, <laughs> I guess we uh, did that. That minute just disappear. Is it just not? Does does that like minute and a half just not exist anymore? I don't know. The VAR implementation is is never pretty. I guess it's one thing for the delay to be because it's not actually clear and obvious. It's another just because they just technically cannot provide what should be looked at, let, let alone yeah, the entire gap in the first place. At least they had an angle where you could actually see what was happening this time, unlike the last of our review. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, there's there's definitely going to be you know growing pains with that. I know people are complaining about the lack of cameras and stuff, and I mean... I think the league was probably well aware of that. You know, heading. We should be able season. to afford to get more cameras next year. Yeah, so I mean, I I, I like to think that it's it's going to be an evolution, and that they've they've known that. But we'll see how it how it pans out one way or another. Yeah. But I mean, I think we should just let the machines call offsides and then leave the judgment calls up to the refs. So yeah, that was the low point. Well, actually, the the low point was, but uh, that was the start of the low point. Uh, and then, uh, and then they stormed back at one, three, two <laughs> and basically saved their playoff chances. Just how we, we knew it was going to go down. Yeah, <laughs> Never just lost how we planned. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm with you. You, you, you go down like two Oh, like, and all of a sudden I'm just like, well, I was with my, uh, my one seatmate and she was, uh, she was there alone and I couldn't. You know, I couldn't leave. Not that I was seriously considering it, but I mean, kind of like you, it crossed my mind. Like, well, I mean, they just totally just bottled this. They're, they're not coming back. I just, 
do you ever get the urge to just walk? Like, like I just wanted to, and I even leave. Like, like I just, I like just take a lap around the stadium. Like, I just needed to get out of my seat. <laughs> no, like if if I'm there, I have to, I have to be kind of like seated and watching. But uh, I mean, I was, I was pretty like discouraged and downtrodden. But I will say, getting that uh, that scraping that one goal back in the first half, particularly, was was huge for for at least for my confidence. That brought the mood back up. Yeah, going yeah. into halftime down two 0 like I, I just would not, I, I, I just wouldn't have felt very great. Even getting one back in the second half would have been nice, but the fact that we got it in the first half, I, you know, I can't speak for the team or other fans, but for me, that was that was enormous confidence boost. I'm like, okay, okay, like this is still very doable. I know it. I know it sounds like. I mean, they could have scored early in the second half. It had essentially been the same thing. But but for me, that I felt that was that was really impactful for for my morale because I know that really impacts. Well, and I thought the goal number two came at like the perfect time too because as like 70, 70th minute, it was just when I was starting to worry that time was getting short because they needed to like, draw it and do it. And that right is like perfect timing. It's right when they scored the goal to tie it up. Uh, just a beautiful assist from Timmy on that one. Yeah, and and, and I, a very good, uh, very good finish by Davis. Right, right after she checked in, basically. Or yeah, twelve no, I minutes. Say, but, yeah, I I know we've complained about this. I know Becky is is particularly big on this as well. But the whole like starting uh starting Davis and 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 not Nadia, or at least um playing Davis in in that central role. One of those most when she scored basically right away felt very like vindicated in, in that notion yeah. that that's probably what it should have been happening from from the get go. But you know, one way or another, she did get on. She she got her goal, and all of a sudden, we you know it, it felt real good. We had a real chance, and um, I don't know. I just I, I while I was feeling optimistic, also in the back of my mind, it's like you know it's likely just going to end like as two two like this, right? Like you know coming back know, from that depth yeah. is going to be. Felt like they had all the momentum. Like I, I felt very good once it got tied. Is like there was still twenty minutes left. Yeah, no, and I then was they, still they holding out faith. Minutes. They just needed four minutes. It turns out. <laughs> yeah. I, I was. I mean, I was still being optimistic, holding out faith. But in the back of my my mind, it's like you're. You know, how this is going to end, and I'm just like, you know, like, shut up. We can we can still maybe do this, and thankfully that's how how it panned out. But um, I I don't know for like, and I guess it, a lot of the context of this match is going to depend on on what happens over the next like week or so. But like it it almost it almost and again this might be a little a little bit of um hyperbole at the moment might have been like an instant classic for us. But again I think I think we maybe need to actually hit the playoffs for it to kind of like hit that status. But coming back like from such a deficit in such a critical moment, like I don't know. I thought that was that was super cool, very like meaningful match. And I mean, I think there's still a case to argue it, regardless of of how things pan out. I want to bring the good vibes down. I have a I have a question. Has Develo been the same since you got back from the World Cup? It feels no. It feels like I mean, first couple of games definitely, but it feels like she's still not out of that slump to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Another, with that. I mean, yeah. Players go through 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 peaks and valleys, so I'm trying not to get overly concerned about it. She could, you know, kind of come back at, at any moment. At the same time, though, I feel like you can't like super heavily lean on like one or two players, otherwise you're just setting yourself up for disaster in the first place. So yeah. try not to like to overthink that one. She'll 
She'll well, get back to what she was doing well. Jalen's been out, like, so she's missing a midfield. Well, Jalen and Ari have been out, so missing mm-hmm. her, her midfield partners. And, uh, missing Jalen, I think, really, I think, uh, adds to what seems to be the issue, which uh, it seems like she's take having trouble adjusting to, uh, like, she was overachieving early in the season, and mm-hmm. then... Like, uh, or playing with house money, like exceeding expectations early in the season. And then yeah. like, once you make that national team squad, uh, I feel like she returns to Louisville, like target now, like it's expected to have those performances you had now. And you are now the big name on the team and everyone is looking at you to make stuff happen when the team is struggling and and I, I feel like that's a that's a big mental adjustment yeah i feel like a lot of young superstars and, and i of... think because she's having hal out makes that even worse because now now you're really the entire focus on that in that midfield to, to your point i i agree with that like it's just it's ultimately like it this is just part of her 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 growth she i mean we still have to keep in mind she's still a pretty young player and, and yeah. man and she's going to like these are these adjustments that she's going to have to get get used to and be pretty nice if she uh, if she gets things figured out for the uh, for the next match the San Diego match well, the last match of the season. She also just doesn't seem to be having the fun that she was having early in the season. Like she had like a swagger to her that that feels like it's kind of been gone since the World Cup. Um, a lot more a lot more dour <laughs> on the field. But that is, you know, and that's probably a product of of the pressure. You know the the team was really kind of going through it. Now at this point they're, they're fighting for their lives. So I could see how it would hamper kind of a, a free spirit mentality that you might have early in the season when there's still like plenty of time to, to correct any sort of misses you've had. Yep. Now it's crunch time. Do we want to, do we want to talk uh playoff scenarios? Now, what you 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 have it figured out first. First okay. off, though, we got to give the social media team some credit for the graphics that they put out. I today do, I do, the, I do love the Pepe Silvia pull. Yeah, the the Charlie Day thing that was, that was fantastic. But we we've been talking about this before, and you've kind of outlined it, and and I think you have a more simplified explanation. I know that one was more for the for the memes for the LOLs, but paint a picture for the people. What needs to happen this okay. weekend on Decision Day? First, I just want to point out. Uh, Oh, yes. Uh, we want to come up with a new name other than Decision Day. I think collectively everyone has decided that the NWSL needs their own term. Uh, I have not heard one I like yet, though. No, you, <laughs> alliteration is 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 pretty clutch, so uh, got to keep that. But anyway, uh, I just want to point out it's wild. Hey, people can check my math, but if I am, I, I am fairly certain... They can finish as high as fourth place or as low as eleventh place with one one game left for everyone. <laughs> uh, so they could they could be second to last in the league, or they could be hosting a playoff game, depending on how everything shakes out, which is insane. Six teams that they need a result from in some form to to make the playoffs. They they can get to thirty points, and right now there are six teams that are at or below 30 points where they could po- where they could possibly pass them. Uh so the way I put it which I think is a little simpler than the the crazy conspiracy theory chart that the team posted is they need 3 of these 6 outcomes. So 
uh, of the six things I'm gonna leave, gonna list, they need three of them to happen, and also they have to win the San Diego game. Everything if they lose the San Diego game or get a draw, they're automatically eliminated. So that that's a simple. They they, they have to win the San Diego game, and then they need three of these six, which is uh, a North Carolina loss and a three goal swing and goal differential. That's because. North Carolina is the only team that has the tiebreaker on them currently. So in order to pass North Carolina, they need him to lose by enough that uh, their goal differential drops below Louisville's, which right now there's a three goal difference. So if Louisville wins, that's at least one goal that they're making up. And if North Carolina loses, that's at least one goal that they're falling behind. So they need either the Louisville city win or the, either the racing win or the North Carolina loss to be by multiple goals. So that one, that one I think is the least likely to happen of all of the, I I think pretty solidly, they're probably not going to catch North Carolina. So uh, a New York, New Jersey loss, a Washington loss who, who is playing North Carolina, an OL rain loss or draw an Orlando loss or draw and an Angel City loss or draw. So that's six events. They need three of them to happen. And of those three of them, it's a loss or a draw. So they don't all have to be losses. Uh, racing is actually in a, in, in a, in a fairly good position. with. So the t- first tiebreaker is goal differential. And they're ahead of everybody but North Carolina on goal differential. So that that will help in, in a situation which I think is probably going to happen where a bunch of teams are tied at 30 points. Uh, racing has the tiebreaker on everybody, but North Carolina right now. Interesting. So <laughs> the thing that really hurts them is if there's a draw in that Washington, North Carolina game, because that eliminates two of the possible things yeah. they need to happen. So there's a, there's a lot to, to, to keep track of with here. Yeah. Um, so if all well, all it's not possible for all six of those things to happen because two of the teams play each other. But if five of those things happen, they'd be in fourth if they win, basically. Um, so we're one parlay away from uh, the playoffs in. <laughs> well, and we're gonna have to be keeping track of all these games while the game is going on. It's gonna be wild. Yeah, I, I wish they. The uh, can we get the? Can we get the baseball thing of just having having the scores of all the other games going on just up oh, on like the screen? The ticker? Yeah, I'm Can sure. We get a ticker? I'm sure. The, I'm sure the matches that are relevant to whatever one you're like watching Actually, will be periodically shared. Ticker, like just in general, that would be nice. I like that's the thing I really like about baseball games is you've always got the ticker in the outfield, yeah. uh, especially on on like situations like this. It'd be nice to have a ticker going. I'd like to think either the commentators are going to be bringing it up periodically or they'll be throwing graphics on the screen, like kind of a dead ball situations that provide updates. Save like, me some battery life and throw up a ticker. Yeah, I mean, they, they have to, right? But <laughs> I don't know. Not hold my breath either. So keep Fop Mob up um, on your phone while you're watching it on, on a bigger screen. <laughs> keep the live standings up. So, But I mean, at the end of the day, though, the, oh, the it's one not a home that, game. I don't know why I was saying put a ticker in the stadium, but the next year, if Decision that, Day is a home game, it'd be nice to have the ticker. I mean, ultimately, the racing has to to win their game, so I think that's that's and, ultimately objective number everything one. Everything starts with stuff. the win against San Diego. If I had to, I would guess that 
actually the harder thing will be getting the win against San Diego. I, I think it's more likely than not that they'll get three of those six outcomes that they need. I think the bigger hill to climb will be winning in San Diego. I would say there's a greater than 50% chance they get three of those six and probably a less than 50% chance they win that San Diego game. That's what's going to, that's going to suck though. If we, if we get all the other except for our own results. Yeah. Yep. It's going to really suck. Well, we will see. We will keep our fingers crossed. We will tune into racing and, and cheer them on and, and pray the other results kind of fall in line with them as well. I believe there's a, a watch party for this one. I forget where it's um where it's at, but I think I might actually uh attend that one. That could be a lot of fun or it could be a huge bummer. <laughs> I bet Let's that's see. gonna be the kind of game where you hear a bunch of yays and boos that have nothing to do with the game on the screen because people are keeping track of the scores of the other games. I need that, yeah. <laughs> Get cut. If you're around a bunch of other people, they'll give you constant updates as they're they're checking their phone on other results and whatnot. Could be good. <laughs> Could be. Good. But I mean, one thing I do appreciate ultimately, like let's like even if all this other stuff doesn't pan out that we're talking about, like the last home game was a was a thrilling win. Like we saw some real like fight and and from the team and and it kind of gives you at hope home for at the, least they went out on a high note. Yeah. Yeah, and it gives you some optimism for the future in terms of that. We there's a really like young core with this team. Sure, we're gonna have a bunch of expansion drafts and whatnot um coming up, but I mean they'll they'll be able to protect a a, a young core to keep together to continue to to build from even if some of the I'm not gonna call them periphery players, but some of the unprotected players kind of change throughout this, yeah. these next few years. So Plus, that's I think that's the optimism I'm trying to hang on to, regardless of, as... of what what's gonna happen here. As there are more teams in the league, the expansion draft is is a less of a big deal each year because you're you're taking fewer and fewer players overall as you have more teams. All it does is is one you know one lost player though could really uh, rock the boat negatively for us, you know, because you're you're only getting so much protection. Although I was gonna say because <laughs> I know people are like, wow, look at how much parity there is. Uh, everybody could finish anywhere at the end of the season. Uh, and I want to be like, wow, there's too much parity. They need to dial it back a little bit. We need <laughs> we need the good teams to separate from the bad teams a little more to make this <laughs> like more interesting. Uh, so <laughs> if they want to phase out the importance of the drafts and maybe raise the salary cap, I think that would be good for the league. Yeah, I yeah I yeah get away get rid of, away from the whole draft. Let the good teams be good. Yeah. All right. Well, any other thoughts on racing's win, racing situation? Anything with our ladies in lavender? Uh, did you see the league announced their their next TV deal? I did. I don't remember the details of that. We are mostly, uh, but not entirely, free from Paramount Plus. <laughs> so it's like it a is, four. It's like a four way deal they signed. Yeah, so they say it's like a before of things. Yeah, they, they, it's. ESPN, uh, CBS. Uh, oh, there was a very weird one that I was, was not aware. Pro- of. Like Amazon Prime, one of them. Ah, uh, wait, let me. Forgot this. Otherwise, I would have pulled this out ahead of time. Um, ESPN, CBS, Amazon, and Scripps. Scripps was the weird one. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't even know what that uh, is. Like Scripps like is a publisher, I Yeah. Yeah. Um uh but from what I understand, I don't know all the details of it. It's ten times larger than the deal they're current on. So that was what I meant when I said earlier that they should be able to have more cameras for VAR next year. Um uh I I have to think that they won't make the same mistake twice with the local TV and radio rights. Um, so I, that's the part that I have not seen listed in any of the stories about it that I'm looking forward to as, as more deals de- details come out, finding out that hopefully everybody should have the rights again for for their local TV broadcast and local radio broadcast because that was, in my opinion, a huge mistake as part of that last CBS deal that they signed away every team's local TV and radio rights. Um, so. Yeah. You got to make it accessible. If you want to, if you want to continue to, to grow the fan base. Yeah. I mean, um, that, that was, I mean, that was, I think that's a, that's been a big help for, for, for the little city side of thing, but it's, I think it's been a hindrance for, for racing, not having that. It's just really convenient to have radio play by play of all the games. Like, yeah. Uh, there's been a couple times where I've been driving while a game is going on, especially because sometimes the games overlap a little bit. So sometimes I'm on the way to the stadium as, as one of the other teams games Mm -hmm. are playing. So radio, I think is, is pretty important. I think it's been a big hit to racing to not have the radio play by play. Yeah. yeah, so that's certainly going to be something to keep an eye on. Is and hopefully we'll get more details sooner than later. I'm, I'm eager and excited to kind of hear how that's all going to shake out. Uh, other other league news. Uh, uh, Seattle or Rain. I'm so glad next year they get to stop being OL and go back to <laughs> being something else. So I don't have to do this dumb name thing every time. Ah, uh, uh, they broke the the single game attendance record for uh Manny Rapinoe's last game they had like just shy of 35,000 that's pretty nice not uh, too shabby that's, that's pretty good uh still still want to get 15 for a racing game maybe maybe they can go on a playoff run maybe we yeah, get that pretty... maybe we get that home that that fourth spot host a playoff game get to 15 this year like you said it's it's not out of the cards man it's it's insane that it's still in the cards yeah. Pretty uh, wild. Uh, that's all I had been. Okay. Well, we will cut to a commercial break. And uh, when we get back, talk about Little City and what's going on with them. So you stay tuned. Welcome back to Vamos Bros podcast. I'm still Zach, still here with Benton. Benton, this next game is not as fun. It's it was not, the it's... less important game. It, it I don't know, not a whole lot. As opposed to the NWSL, where everything is up in the air, not a whole lot on the line for City right now. That Eastern Conference is fairly set. That they basically it's yeah. Them and Memphis and Indy can kind of shuffle around a little bit, but everything, everything's mostly in well, place already. 
I mean, if had they be beaten Hartford, that would have opened up um, a little bit better of an opportunity to secure a home home playoff spot. But it's still technically now the cars. But you're right. I mean, to the point comparing it to the racing situation, not not as impactful, but still a meaningful one. I, and um, you know, I think the the disappointing thing is is that you you play the worst team in the league and you, you draw them one one. Um, I'm less concerned with the goal that they scored. And and more concerned with with our inability to score in that one. I feel like they had all the chances in the world. Oscar got Tw- robbed. It, did he was yeah he hit the post didn't he pretty early on? Yeah, it wasn't pretty early. It was in the first half. Just got like fingertip tipped into the post. I think and, and inside of the post, just like as close as you could get. It was it was a rip. It was a good shot. Oscar like was, was feeling it that game. He was taking some shots. Yeah, I, I feel like there was a there was a, somebody else hit it off the um off the post too, and then like Wilson Harris like blocked like two or three I that were like say, on target we, accidentally. We were we, like, uh, I was flying solo, so I got to sit with you for the game, and we mentioned I, I think Harris had two saves, which is pretty <laughs> incredible. Uh, unfortunately, they were of Louisville City shots. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, the team kept hammering them in, and I thought their their opportunities were pretty um pretty solid. Ultimately, they had like what their XG was like two and a half or, or something like that. It was really high, but they just, they just could not find that, that second goal. Yeah. And all of, you know, all of a sudden you've, you've drawn Hartford yet again this season. And that just, I mean, you could feel the air come out of, this, of the stadium with, with that final whistle because you, because we, we knew the quality of the opponent, like not to look past Hartford like too much or anything, but I mean, like, they are the, I mean, they are as easy as it will get in 2023. Like they have, they are the, they are in terms of points earned. They are the, the worst team. And for I'm you not to get we it didn't done. Get more mojo ever boring black third kits. I actually forgot about the, uh, the kit. Good luck. I, I thought those were the good luck charm, even though we've not won any of the championships in them. I will say like I, they're more pop, like, if we're going to do kit talk for a second, that they're more palatable to me when they do something like unique with it. And I think the, the color gradient concept is, is, is fun and unique. I wish there's a little bit more on the kit, maybe something on the shoulders or whatnot. Um, I mean, I'm ultimately with you. I'd like to see a non-black version, but if there is going to be a black one, like make it something special and different. The goal, I am the, to the, the point where it is not possible for me to be interested in another black or gray third kit, no matter how well it's done. I, I, I think they are running out. <laughs> they are running out of like unique aspects on that. And I mean, the 10th anniversary of the they club is coming one, next season. So I hope that's, that's taken advantage of. They did one cool purple to black gradient third kit. And ever since then have convinced themselves that all they can do is black the third kits. Well, I'm pretty sure the black kits sell well. And so... They're not. They're just not, not detracting from from compared a winning to formula. What? They don't. They keep not doing a different search. <laughs> well, I mean, compared to their other like normal kits, I think it's more risky to do something as unhinged. As Every we time they've want. done one of those interesting warm ups, people have scrambled to get one. So I think if they did an interesting third kit, it would sell even better. Again, I'm, I'm not. I'm not against you. I'm just kind of theorizing here on on why that might be the case, but. Whatever it is, like I mean, that's what we have. At least anyway, again. we can't wear the black kit again because black kit's well, got no mojo. They're only going to be wearing the black kit again. <laughs> this is what they said. So, let's go ahead and tell you that right now. You're not going to get your wish there. 
<laughs> well, luckily it looks like it'll be a short postseason, I guess. I hope not. Um, I will say one, um, you know, as far as like good things from the match, Rasmus Delfson finally got his, his goal. Quite a good goal too. Yeah. Particularly early on in the season. I thought he was like, I kept like, Oh, it's coming. It's coming. And then never, never did come. But, uh, he made up, I guess, for the lack of goals he scored throughout the season with a, with a really beautiful shot. We had a pretty good vantage point of that one as well. It's the perfect shot fake that, uh, pulled the defender to the right, tucked it back onto his left foot, just straight into the side net. Yeah. As clinical as it could possibly be. Yep. It was absolutely fantastic. And I think he needed that, um, that boost. Um, I was also a big fan of now McCabe getting right back into the action after, uh, being off, um, um, out of action for a few weeks for, for personal reasons. I didn't think he'd be back so soon from uh, just like from in like an energy fitness perspective, but guess he was good to go. I mean, he played over 70 minutes. Uh, I didn't think I was he missed a beat either. Telefson's tele- pump fake on that was so good that I tried to do that in our old man league on Monday and sprained my ankle. So, <laughs> did, did they need a do not try this at home disclaimer before the matches <laughs> for you? So, I pump um, fake straight into the turf. Yeah. So, I mean, holistically about, about this game, like, <laughs> It, it, the team had that, I guess, had they, and this is these are kind of things that, that Coach Cruz said afterwards as well. Like the team, like they looked a lot better than they did against like New Mexico. Like they got their know, chances. You, yeah, you didn't question the effort or anything. It just, I mean, we just didn't find that that second goal. I mean, and sometimes, sometimes you get the shots and you don't get the result. It was one of those games. Yeah. Ah. But like after that one, I got I got a little, and, and I messaged you about this. So I'm kind of curious your thoughts. So. I'm going to give a little preface here that if you don't like nerd stuff, you might want to skip ahead because we're going to start talking numbers. I got, I got curious. I was just trying to look holistically at the numbers. Cause I wanted to, like when I was doing my recap, I wanted to paint a picture of how bad Hartford was. And at the same time, I was kind of curious of what, what has been our, our biggest struggles, like from a numerical perspective, if you could fix something like what would be a, a candidate of that? And one thing that I really ended up honing in on was this concept of our shot quality and our shot opportunity. I was looking at things in terms of a shot, like a shot per goal ratio and like an XG per shot. And for the both those metrics, like Louisville City's bad, like they're bad. Like there's like some of the worst in the league. We fire off a lot of shots, but the shots that we seem to be taking are not like very impactful. So I'm left wondering like, and, and, and you, and I also looked at some of the other number, like defensively, like, yeah, we, we obviously fell off a little bit from last season, but like defensively, not significantly. This was one of the, the, you know, obviously besides actually scoring goals themselves, like the shot per goal ratio, particularly is the one that had a, had a higher correlation to points per game. So I want to pose the question to you, Zach. I mean, do you, do you think that there's anything there? Like when you kind of, I mean, when you look at the numbers or when you kind of go back and think through the season, has has our, our shooting opportunity and quality been kind of one of so, our, our biggest hindrances? It seems to me expected goals per shot when you graph it for the league and for everything, there's not really a correlation to there. It, it wasn't, teams, it wasn't are very good, teams are good with the low one. Teams are good with the high one. It's just a blob of points. They're, they're yeah. not really uh, – That one's, that yeah, that not one's probably the less – yeah, shots per goal. There is a trend. I, I will say that this is why I like just expected goals 
as a metric because I feel like like number of shots is only telling half the story and also quality of shots is only telling half the story. It's like you can have bad shots if, if you take enough of them and you can only take a few shots if they're really high quality and the way that you can put both of those together is expected goals because then you've you've put quality and quantity together. I will say historically, the team has had very good and scored a lot of goals while having like a fairly average, like middle of the table shots per goal. Uh, if you look at some of the years that they did really well, they like their shots per goal was like the league average, but they just took way more shots than everyone else. Uh, and made up for it with volume. So historically, they've been able to make that work. Yeah, uh, but even even in the past, though, our, our like our our shots per game like number has has been higher. And yes. uh, so that's what and it looks. It seems to me that the thing that's missing is not necessarily the quality of each shot, but the quantity of shots that they have they have not getting like reasonably good chances at nearly the volumes that they have in past years, and that is why the offense has struggled. Yeah, and, to me. and actually, that, that's kind of why I, I phrased it the way that I did. It's not just the um, the quality, but also the opportunity themselves, which like kind of leads me to believe like is and I guess there could be a number of different directions you could kind of theorize here. But like, is it a situation where some of these guys just aren't like shooting on instincts and taking the right opportunities, or is it maybe more so of a situation that we're not doing as good of a job, um, shaking up the defense enough to create some of these these better like either more chances or or better chances themselves it has seemed to me that the team has done an okay job getting the ball into the final third and then has struggled to find ways to get a shot once they get it in the final third yeah um that 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 like that last little bit creating at the end has been the thing they've struggled with uh, yeah that's that's ombi is basically the only spark they have that can do something creative in that final third uh and they've when when he is not in the game or you know when they're not just relying on him they've struggled to to find that shot once they get into the attacking third yeah and that's that's kind of like the conceptual like area i was i was honing in on there right like this number here the um you know the shots um to goal rake ratio is just kind of like a it's a symptom, right? And kind of like what's, I mean, I mean, what's the, what's the cause of that symptom is ultimately what I was trying to, to get at. Cause again, there's some level of validity of the relationship between that and our, and our points per game. And again, are I they mean, the yellow dot on the chart? Yeah. The one I sent. Yeah. Yeah. So like, they're like in the upper end of the middle on, on shots per goal. Uh, they're no, not. They're... No, there, there's, there, there's only, they're only better than two teams, Detroit and Las Vegas. Oof, that's what you're looking at. I sent you as everything minus twenty twenty. So that's a much bigger picture. Oh, I was okay. trying to, okay. I was trying to do that for the sake of of understanding like the relationship of of that trend, like see if there's validity. I wanted a larger sample, but in yeah. terms of teams this season, we're like the worst. Yeah, I mean, next to teams that we already knew were were absolute trash. But the reason that our points per game is not close to theirs is what I'm suspecting is that yeah. our defense is not nearly as bad as theirs. Yeah, our defense I, is is still pretty good. 
I know from tracking the expected goals on like seasons where they had really good offenses that they've hung around that between 10 and 12 shots per goal line for for a lot uh and and have been very successful there i i think it's they're just not getting the quantity they used to so the shot per goal ratio it's this is the low, lowest it's been 13 point um oh, excuse me that's shots um shot um shots um to goal yeah it's the highest it's been 11.46 um the next highest was 2019 was about 10 yeah, so I was thinking of 2019. 2019, they yeah. had a pretty good offense, and it was about 10 shots per goal because they just was, had a I, really high volume. And like yeah. those old Red Bull teams were kind of like that too. They just like they pelted teams. And, and you're right, but like yeah, the 2019 one had a lot of shots. It was um their shots per game was almost like 16 and a half. But you look at yeah. the other season, yeah, it's like but it's like seven or eight. Like it's that's significantly different in the in those previous years. It's almost like 2019 was the one like minor outlier before. And now it's just even worse. And on top of that, the the total number is less. I still think there's something to what you're saying about the the number of shots, but I also think that there's there's something related to the quality as well. So it's probably some permutation or mixture of both, but um that's the one th- again again just kind of looking at the numbers high level um that was the one thing that really jumped out to me about this team and obviously I mean, if you're comparing them to last year they went about down in about every statistic but to be completely honest it was going to be really hard to repeat that so that didn't shock me or concern me as much but that those were the ones that had took massive drops so i don't know we'll continue to look at it i um I, I, I try to sometimes go to the media availability, the training media availability on Thursdays before the matches. I won't be able to make it this week, but I, I submitted a question. So uh, Jonathan Lintner will get to read that off to, to Danny. We'll, yeah, I think so we'll just see a, what he says. Like their expected goals is way under past years this year. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that's probably part of it too. So there's, there's just something that, like, I, that's the big one for me is just total expected goals is down. Yeah. I, like, you can be a counter team and have like really good chances, but you only get a few of them. Or you can be like a, uh, you know, control the game, have most of the possession team where you don't have a lot of tap ins, but you have just a, a high volume. Uh, both of those work, but right now they're not doing really either. <laughs> it makes me wonder if maybe our, our, our midfield, like quality, overall quality has taken like a slight step back. Like usually it's been really excellent. And I think maybe it's, not quite as excellent as it's been before. And thus we're kind of, these are some of the after effects that we're seeing from that. And maybe a little bit on, on both sides. I'm not saying the um, just, you know, the pure attackers are are completely innocent in this equation, but uh, yeah. you know, you're getting a lot more minutes for young guys, young guys who I think have done well, but have they done well enough relative to some of our past performances? Yeah. So. That got really nerdy, but thank you for, for indulging me. um so now we're in a situation where we have to we have to beat tampa and memphis has to lose for us to get a home playoff game and the one nice thing to point out is that memphis plays do we need to make a chart for this one no 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 chart needed (laughs) i can i I can handle this one (laughs) um I mean, Memphis plays on Friday, so we'll know going into that Tampa match what it actually means. Because if if Memphis doesn't lose, then we're not more then we're not playing for a home playoff spot. I mean, if they draw, 
we can tie them in points, but the goal differential is just way too far out. We're not beating we're not beating Tampa by thirteen or fourteen or whatever we would <laughs> yeah. need. Yeah, um, it, so, it's kind of crazy how much more comfortable Louisville City's playoff position is than racing's, but racing actually has a better goal differential right now than Louisville City does. It's been a, it's been a really weird year for for Louisville City, Race, but the one I think you could say racing's been kind of unfortunate with how the results have gone. That for for their goal differential, they should be sitting a little better than they actually are. Yeah. The one thing I would say about the Tampa match, even I think there's still something to play for, even if Memphis does not lose. I think there could be a lot of value gained if we put on a good performance against Tampa. And I think that, yeah, I think that could pay off dividends. And honestly, that could be worth more than the points themselves, I would argue. You have a really good outing, something really like a lot of confidence, but a lot of like a lot of good things that you can you can take and move from the next match. Because if you go out there against Tampa and lay an egg, like you go out there laying an egg, you can't what, be wearing the black like, kits for that first home playoff game. They're cursed now. You yeah, I mean, you, you you drop the ball against Tampa and just like and just play like crap. Then like you you go into the playoffs with absolutely no momentum, and I just don't expect a lot to happen there. But you do well against them, whether it's a draw or a win. Like if you have a really good outing against a, a you know been always good uh, Tampa team. That's uh, that's where that's that's something that that could be worth a lot. So I'm going to be heavily watching that situation, that element of things, I should say. Plus, it's final home game of the season. You want to go out on a good note. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Same way racing did. Let's do it like that. Maybe a little less dramatic and, and more like dominant win. Yeah. So. That's all I had to have on say on that one. You have uh, anything else to add? Uh, we got some news around the state. Uh, Lexington announced their uh, their soccer specific stadium. It's gonna be open for next season. It's a uh, five thousand seat. Late, late next season is when it's scheduled for. So we'll we'll see if that they said come see it in twenty in the twenty four season. Which I was surprised. I think, it, I, I think it's a, like August of twenty twenty four. So like it would be later, but uh, like an eighty million dollar development projects. Kind of, yeah. Glad to hear. I, unfortunately for us, it's on the wrong side of Lexington. Yeah, that's my biggest little... disappointment. You got you got to put that on the on the R side. I don't want to have to drive all the way around to get to it. Yeah, they they yeah they put it put it a little bit out there. I kind of used rough used to work. I used to work on that same road, kind of a little bit up, kind of closer to civilization there. So I have an idea of of where it's at, but it's a a little removed. Yeah, you got to put that on the, the midway side where there. it's quicker for me to get to. Yeah, man, I, I keep thinking back to when they were when they were like talking about putting the stadium right across from Rupp Arena, like right yeah, down. Perfect. That would have been perfect for us. Oh, 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 oh man. Oh. That would have been perfect for everybody. Everybody would have won in that scenario. Dumb nimbies. Oh. They needed what that surface parking. It was very important. Yeah. So <laughs> well, we'll see. Um I I I'm I'm really excited for for what Lexington's built in there, and I hope that their fans can't make it. I mean if they're going to Georgetown already, this, and they got this a, came back they got a worse. Super League team coming, which is exciting. Yeah, yeah. I think that was that, I think that was why they 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 timed it the way that they did, and as far as when they're hoping to get it ready, because the Super League will be on that European schedule. So yeah, that'll be nice. I hope, I hope it's ready for them. I'd like to see it. Yeah, get an Open Cup. Yeah, I'd like to. Yeah, we got the like Super League coming. I want to. I want to play all these teams in competitive games in the Open Cup. Oh, you mean you mean like the uh, the on the women's, women's side? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm like, I'm like oh, we should have a pretty good. We need a we women's should, open cup. Yeah, we should. I'm like, we should already have a pretty good shot on the on on the men's side since they kind of regionally wait the the first few rounds of draws. So I imagine that we'll regularly be seeing Lexington. Maybe not every year, but fairly often. Yeah. All right. Well, I say it's time we we let these people move on. Hopefully next time that we're talking, that you're hearing us in your uh, your headphones, through your car speakers, however you listen to us. Talking about some more wins. We're talking about some you know, playoff berths, home playoff berths, maybe for both teams. It's not impossible. Anyway, thank you guys so much for, uh, for tuning in to another episode of the Vamos Marauders podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, review. Check us out on YouTube as well, at State of Lou. We didn't talk about our jacket debut. I knew we were forgetting something. The Hartford game soured it. I, I but we got uh, Pop Boys got to wear their jackets. We did, yeah. And if you didn't see on Twitter, we posted a picture together with our our beautiful jackets. The one thing that we got to call out here is that Zach pretty much hand sewed like all of his stuff. Like didn't just like sew. Pa- Some of them were were patches he bought, but like the big logo and stuff on the back. Back he just he sewed it all. I'm just super thoroughly impressed. All by that hand because... embroidered. Yep. That the whole the whole back of the jacket. I, I had somebody I uh, a patch on. Well, I was waiting in line for food, and somebody asked me if I sold the I, the Louisville City patch that I did on the front. There you go. There's your side hustle, oh, hand making patches. I I could not charge an amount that would be reasonable for that for the amount of time it takes me to sew those. It's like yeah, ten I, hours of work. I'd have to charge like 150 dollars for a patch. It, it, it felt like it probably took a while, so I get it. <laughs> I mean, if somebody wants to pony up a 150 for a patch, I'll make them a patch. But and made by Zach, co-host of the Vamos Morales podcast, it's worth its <laughs> weight in gold. I'm starting on a state of Louisville patch for the jacket next. Oh, there you go. That's a great idea. I, I, I did. It. I did like. Uh, a shout out to uh, <laughs> our uh, our episode notes on the last episode of the podcast went up because there was. There was a suggestion that if we get enough listeners, we'll be able to afford to buy a state of Louisville patch for my jacket. Well, I'm excited to see the continued evolution of your jacket. But uh, yeah, if you didn't see our picture, go check it out on Twitter. I'll post it to Blue Sky, too. Oh, you got on there. Good for you. I don't got to rough it out with with you losers on X anymore. Whatever. All right. Thank you, listeners. We'll catch you next week. Thomas Marados. Bye, y'all. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.